episode 120 of the 580 show we're back boys what's up what's going on what's going on showtime so probably be another quick episode just us three no guests this week but uh obviously want to talk about the big news for our show that we released uh just a few days ago our regionals northeast regionals is now a two-day show two days two so let's talk about it a little bit. Why? I was going to say, what is the reason for the change? So I, if you're a competitor, you got an email kind of highlighting like why we decided to do this, but might as well just talk about it. So, few deci- so few decis- a few things went into the decision to make it a two-day event. If you're an athlete, you got an email about it already, but figure might as well just hop on here and talk about it. First things, logistics. Um, we're running two shows in one day, uh, battle of the bridge two and regionals. And I firmly believe that we could have done it very easily, but talking about it, going through the plans, um, the logistics and everything, I don't want regionals athletes to feel like they're rushed. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want it to be like, okay, come on down. It's another local show. Give us your money. Get out the door in five, right. four or five hours. I think it's honestly, I think it's impressive to like our team that we can run a show in four hours, but I just don't want it to be like just super rushed. Right. I mean, regionals. When we look at it. So this is another reason. So logistics time. Okay. Don't want anyone to feel rushed, but number two, you now with strongman corp have a tier system with shows, right? So you have a local show. You have a regional, yep. which there's only five or six regionals in the U.S. We're yep. one of them. Um, and then you have nationals and then obviously the Arnold. Um, that's for amateur athletes. So I thought that making it to event two days and adding a sixth event was making it a lot more like the shows that it's preparing you to compete at, not at the shows that you have previously competed at. You're just right. a local show. Um, so nationals and the arnold multi-day events so nationals no matter what you compete two days six events arnold if you make the finals this year was seven events okay so if i look at regionals and the way it's laid out it's a funnel system to get people to nationals so in my opinion like i said it should be to prepare you for that next step not be the same step that you've already been taking over and over and over again because if it was it would just be another local show so added a sixth event um to give it that big feel we're going to be able to do more we're going to be able to run it more smooth and we're going to be able to treat the regionals athletes even better and give them give them the best overall experience so I don't know the exact order that it'll be on the two days yet. We're working on it, but we added a sandbag toss. It's going to be very similar in my mind to the 2021 Strongman Corp National. So if you look at that weight matrix, going to be very close to that, probably some small changes, um, but very similar to that. So if you're sending me a DM, go look at that weight matrix. It's going to be similar to that. Um, 
But yeah, just looking at a lot of things we're going to do to treat the regionals athletes, Battle the Bridge athletes are going to get treated great. Nothing tra- changes for them. It gives us a little bit of breathing room, especially for our volunteers. It's in June. It's hot as hell out. Our volunteers work their butts off. So now regionals day one will end around one o'clock. Then we're going to have two hours to eat, rehydrate, reset our minds. Hey, what didn't go right in that first session? We can take it over to bridge, take it to tomorrow. So that's really the whole line of thinking there. The other thing is, too, is one thing to get a show done in four hours. So if you start the regional show at 10 o'clock and it's done at two, you also have to do awards. You have to do the finalizing of the points, right? Like yep. you have to get all that stuff done. Now you're done. Let's say the final event's done at two. You know, you got to get all that together and get it ready to go by two thirty at the latest. Because now at three o'clock, if you're starting at three o'clock for the local show for Bridge, now you've got people start trying to start and try and warm up when you're doing the awards, right? Yep. Like yep. the logistics of it's pretty tough. So yeah, I, yeah. Like I, I said, I think we would have been able to do it. It's just like. We would have done five events in three and a half hours. And I think when you start to push it to that level, um, you're starting to risk more injury. Um, You know, we were out at Akron's and we took pauses in the show to let athletes warm up at different times. And that's the type of promoter I want to stay is allowing athletes to warm up. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Warm up should be encouraged and not discouraged. It's a real, (laughs) I I know how all three of us think because we're friends and we talk about it, but I, I hate the notion that has just just become in strongman about not warming up. Right. Like, I, there's nothing cool to me as an athlete or a promoter to be like, oh, screw it. We're just going to go right into this next event. No one's ever touched the implement. Like, or this group's coming straight from this to that. Like, I think it's cool to run shows fast, but I think it's cooler to run them smooth and safely. And like, that's how I want to do it. I'd rather run a show in five and a half hours than three and everyone got to warm up. I'm not saying it's going to be these like elaborate gym warm ups that you have maybe at your disposal in your garage gym or your gym that you train at. However, I think having 10 minutes to mess around the Hercules hold or a deadlift or a press isn't too much to ask for from promoters. No. Um. That's just another thing that, that came into my mind was safety for the athletes. Right. And, it, it, you know, I did offer a free refund to all the athletes that are already signed up because I understand it's two days now, Saturday and Sunday. It's, you know, you're going to have to come into town. You're going to have to stay into town uh, extra day if you were planning on flying out Friday or Saturday night. So you got to stay an extra night. I get that. So I offered a free refund. We were 12 and a half weeks out when we made the announcement. So I thought that was plenty of time. Um, Sorry to anyone that it may have affected, Um, but I'm really hoping that we are the biggest regionals out of all the regionals in the U S for strongman corp. And I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people there. I think it's going to be an amazing day. I think this is going to allow us to run it better, smoother, safer, and just an overall better experience for regionals. Cause it could, it should be a bigger show. It just should be. You right. guys are going to get some really cool stuff. There's going to be a, little, a lot of really cool details. Uh, we got some cool sponsors coming on board nowadays. So it's I'm really excited. Um, anything else you guys think about like the regional side? You are, you're both competing. So like, right. 
I'm I am excited about it. I mean, I think the move is a good move. I think it will give a bigger show feel and a bigger show vibe, right? Like rather than just a local show. So it gives us a chance to um it gives us a chance to get a little bit more experience with the different style format too that nationals is. Like like we're talking about a local show. I mean, for the most part, you're doing one event, okay, event one's done, next group's up and your your time between events you're turning over events quickly nationals isn't like that nationals is much much longer much more drawn out um not to say that we're going to be dragging our feet for regionals but um you know it just it gives you that different feel plus you can prepare okay now you have you have day one how did you do on day one now you need to prepare for day two because that's a different approach too right like a two-day show you're dealing with some fatigue, dealing with some soreness that you normally wouldn't be. Same day fatigue and next day fatigue isn't the same when it comes to two days events, right? So, like, it gives you a chance if you've never experienced it before, then you can kind of plan and work with it and see what kind of differences you're going to face if you if you were to get to nationals and a bigger show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's just yeah. going to make it feel like a bigger show like we talked about. I you're think so. Learn. I think like for athletes, if you're competing at regionals, to the rule of thumb to follow is going to be an event an hour for you guys. So right. still going to only be a total like six hours over two days. I think like the max that like every single event, the way it's laid out will be one hour total. Like from when it starts to when it finishes, when the next event will start. So like it's going to, you're going to have to learn that timing. It's going to be similar to how it'll be like, like at the Arnold, for example, Dante and I were on, like they stuck to their schedule where it was like, okay, we're starting this event at two. Next event starts at three. Next event starts at four. So just reiterating, I know we sound like a broken record now, but like going back to treating it like a bigger show and getting yeah. this group of athletes prepared for bigger shows. Right. So that's what it all kind of went, went down to. So yeah, really, really excited. Like I said, we added a sandbag toss. So our six events are a, Max 13 inch axle deadlift, a Viking press, Atlas stone to shoulder, no tacky, Hercules hold, a frame race, and a sandbag over bar. Yep. So it's gonna be a really fun day. Let's hope for hope for good weather. We're fine if we don't have it, but hope hopefully we have a great weekend. It'll make the weekend a lot better. Working on uh little details like just reached out to an IV company for the weight class athletes. So they would be able to, Wait, as soon as they weigh in, if I'm they want to, to have an IV? what's that? I'm not allowed to have an IV. Well, you can have an IV. I don't know how much you're water cutting. <laughs> just want to be love, extra hydrated. I don't know how many super heavy. Yeah. I don't know how many super heavies we're going to see there, but yeah, just all the weight class athletes. I think it would be really cool to like get off the scale, have them right there in our gym in a nice, like sanitized, clean, isolated area and like be able to just do it. So that's a good idea. Just little details like that. Um, and I'm sure I, you guys, you athletes will kind of get updates if you follow along here. Um, since we're 12 weeks out now, so um, but yeah, that's it with the regionals. Appreciate everyone's support. I really do appreciate everyone's kind messages that are signed up that were like, Oh, this is awesome, this is a great decision, this is cool because it, it means a lot. We didn't take this decision lightly, like, I don't want anything anybody to think we did. I know it's a lot. So it wasn't, it wasn't a knee jerk reaction. It wasn't like, I mean, I don't know. You, you probably thought it out for how long. Yeah. It was in the back of my mind and it, yeah, it's just, 
talked to a lot of people about it and I thought it was the right thing to do. Right. So anyway, Clash of the Coast was last weekend. Mm-hmm. Did I, you guys uh, think it was as good as I, I did? I felt like it was really good. I thought the stream, see, a lot of, I saw people chirping the stream and being like, oh, ADL has to do every stream. It um I thought the stream after the first hour, I thought, I thought, I don't know if it was. I don't think it was just us because we were all talking about it, but the first hour seemed like it was a little rough. Yeah. The stream. Yep. And then I loved it. Dude, it was really good. I loved it. I thought it was I awesome. Thought, um, shout out to whatever live stream company that was. I think it was A1 Digital. Yes. I A1 think so. Digital. I think, I think yeah. you're right. Um, Dude, I thought it was really good. I mean, I'm sure there were some rough spots, right? Like, especially at the beginning, it almost seems to be it's never on time. That's They never start on time. I that's the most frustrating part. That of is you. the most frustrating part about strongman mm-hmm. live streams is we never start on time and we never start smooth. Right. But I really, really felt like once it got the ball rolling, it was rolling. The angles were awesome. The announcers did awesome. Um, and it was, a, it was really nice. I do wish a professional live stream, the only great, because I try to give the pros and the cons. I had a lot of pros with it. I wish there was they had the scoreboards flash every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Because no one can find the scoreboards. And I also I did say I, I'm not sure if that was something with ESPN. Like they weren't I don't know. I don't think that they weren't posting the scores on their social media because they had a contract with ESPN. Right. But when you watch a live stream, it's nice, you know, maybe in between events or every 30 minutes after an athlete goes and you have 20 seconds downtime. Hey, here's our here's our standings for 82 kg women right now. Here's our 105 men right now. Here's our top 10. It gives you a lot be- gives you something a lot better like to watch for. Like like you understand, okay, now this this person's right on this person's tail, right? So like right. you want to see the next the next event matters for the scoreboard. Like Yeah, matters. you're just guessing cuz you're like, right. "Oh, man, like like just a, like I was shocked when some of the people made the finals that they did because they right. zeroed events, but you know, it's like, it's also on a Friday, like the qualifier, the first day for the one Oh fives. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you're working, you're doing stuff around the house. You miss events. Like just naturally you miss events. It's not like right. your TV where you're pausing it, picking back up over and over. So like, but the quality, the angles, the commentary, I think oh, that class, was great. Clash is doing a great job. I sent Tyler Purdue a message and told him, Absolutely. you know, great job and, mm-hmm. you know, keep it rolling. So that was cool. Um, Andrew Clayton won, predicted on the show. Not a yep. not a crazy prediction. He probably would have been the favorite if there was actual betting odds. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Olmstead, who we talked Our about, who's, who's a friend who, uh, honestly, since – 21 nationals when clash had just kind of started eric had told me that uh that clash was his goal and it was to just to make it to clash and i was messaging him after about his he made the finals like that is really really awesome he's got top 10 at clash so that is like what an accomplishment that's wild so yeah He's only going to get better too. He's really good at the moving stuff. He's really good at loading. His, I think, I think he probably even would admit that his worst event is his pressing. Yeah. If he gets that sorted out, if he gets his pressing sorted out, he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with because yeah. 
He's zero everything else. He zeroed the press. Yeah. And then made the yeah. finals. Yeah, with a um, zero. So that's shows you how good he is at everything else. But and it's like it's not like he's a bad presser, he's a bad for like that level presser. Yeah. You know, like yeah, if yeah, he yeah. goes to a local show, he'll probably win the press, like for the 105s. You know what I mean? Yep. Or it'll be right there. It's just that level, you know, their medley was a 300 log mm-hmm. into a 270 keg, which a 270 keg for a for a medley press is I thought that was pretty heavy. heavy. Mm-hmm. For 105 guys, I thought that was pretty heavy. Yeah. And then the last impl- it was actually kind of that was a pretty unique pressing medley if you look at it. Cause in my opinion, the easiest implements for the guys were the hardest to get to because the implements before it were what was giving everyone sure. problems. Mm-hmm. So the, if you watch, the keg gave everyone problems. Mm-hmm. But when people got to the dumbbell, they were rolling. Yep. Like I'm pretty sure Andrew Clayton got like 18, 16 or 18 reps on this. There were dumbbells. a lot of reps. There like, were a lot of reps. On the the dumbbells looked small. I, I actually mm-hmm. really enjoyed that event. Like, it's funny how 110 dumbbells look small to those guys and they're just throwing them up for reps. Like right. you think about an average gym, some don't even have 110 dumbbells. A lot of gyms, it's their heaviest dumbbell. And these guys are just like reverse curling them up to their shoulders and going double digit reps after two previous implements. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, but if you watched it, the keg is what gave everyone uh, the problem. So, for all you there, you look like you got some connectivity. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, out. yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to think what else stood out from Clash. What events I really liked. Did Did Clayton tear his lat? Like officially, yeah. do we know that for sure? Yes, it's he torn. Did. Yeah, he yeah, tore he it said on that. His... He said that on the deadlift or the the stones. He said I tore my lat on the deadlift or whatever. But yeah, he tore his tore his lat on the deadlift. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so that makes you wonder too, because what I think he got one rep on a deadlift, mm-hmm. which is naturally wonder- like historically that's his worst event in. But he's better you know. than that. Oh yeah, yeah, for he's sure. He's better than that. So like, it makes you wonder like, had he not had that not happened, because I think he won by one. I think he won by half one point. point. Half. half point. Okay. And Dan Hughes is incredible. I mean, we Dan talked Hughes about him is before. Crazy too. too. He's incredible, but it just makes you wonder like. How how many more points would he have won by had he gotten a chance to truly put it, to truly perform his best on the deadlifts, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a cool win. I know Andrew telling me months ago that he was going to go to Clash and win, you know, personally. So that's really, really cool to see him because obviously I know Andrew more than any of those guys there. Uh, was rooting for him, was rooting for Eric. Uh, so sure. to see both our people make the finals for me personally, that was cool. I'm I'm trying to think if there was another event that like kind of stuck out for me, just like that I thought was cool. I just thought it ran well. I think it's, I think it's a really cool and unique idea that they have on strongman with like rotating. Like group one does this event, then group three does this event, and then they switch. And like you basically are finishing two events in the time frame that you would finish like an event in right. the traditional sense of strongman shows. Like I know. While, while they're resetting event one, there a guy is going on event two. It's yep. it, it's a really really good idea. Yeah, it's it's nonstop action so that you're not 
you're not like, okay we gotta wait for him to reset okay yep. now the next person can go yep. no like it, it's not that boom go boom go boom go now the one event that that i kind of liked and it was kind of unique was the with the ladies with the fat back frame mm-hmm. oh yeah i thought that yeah. was pretty cool like like the deadlifts it, rather than doing it with farmers because i mean i think historically it's really only been done with farmers yeah um you know doing it with the frame was like a nice unique twist to That's doing cool. something different i i like that i thought that yeah, was cool I like the keg over bar toss. I think yeah. that's always cool. I can tell you everyone hated the tires. Oh, my God. Get that, dude. Take that out of shows. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, but, man, people losing biceps left and right. Four or five people lost yeah. their biceps on that one. Like, yeah, it's, it's got to yeah. be done. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Crazy yeah. to see, like, um, Mike O'Connor tore mm-hmm. his bicep. And I know he was, you know – he was one of the more favorites and he tore it pretty early on, on that tire flip. Cause I think that yes, tire he... flip was like, right. I mean, it depended what group you were in, but that was early on. So yeah, Jesse Nelson did. And he's probably Jesse, Jesse Nelson now, is another. Huge I don't, name. I don't know. I don't know if this is hundred percent true, but it's pretty close. He's one of the, one of, if not the most statically strong guy there. Oh, and he yeah. lost like he's he's incredibly strong. I would say Jesse is probably the most statically strong guy there. And he he lost his bicep on the tire, so he didn't get to do anything. Yeah. That sucks. Oh, that I mean, sucks. that's that sucks. Yeah, I think you had two guys that we thought for sure were gonna make the finals both tear a bicep right at the beginning. Right. John right. Stacy, I know he was mm-hmm. pressing he tore a bicep. I can't remember who else did it, but man, that's that sucks. You always feel for the athlete. So right, right, yeah. But uh, the 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 keg toss event for the girls, though. What I want to know is how. Like, I'm I'm assuming most people didn't train in sand, right? I'm assuming most people weren't throwing in sand. So, from what I could tell, I was like, man, that has to be a lot different throwing in the sand. It, maybe Kate can tell us about it too. So Kate, yeah, yeah. If you want to share your experience? leave it in the comments please but it looked like that made a big difference if you practiced on throwing on stable ground versus on sand it looked like it was a lot more challenging yeah yeah you know so, how it is like when you go play sand volleyball like how quickly you get tired and like how frustrating it is to move mm-hmm. um you know and, and that's what i want to I, I had it written to talk about but with kate gutwald she's obviously a good friend of ours yep um you know, a better friend than any man or woman that was competing there. So I wasn't brushing by her, but I was going to, you know, say congratulations because that was her. She's competed the Arnold multiple times, but like that was her real first time, like on a big, big stage like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did really, really well. I think she got seventh. Yep. That's right. Like, congratulations to her. I know she's so excited and all be, and honestly, really <laughs> impressive with uh, the quick turnaround from the Arnold. Oh yeah, it was th- what, three, three weeks. weeks? Yeah, three weeks so, after the Arnold, so you got to think you have a little bit of downtime. You have your deload week into the Arnold, kind of, and then you have your deload week into class. You got less than two weeks of prep time. Right. So wow, right. like that's that was really cool to see Kate on the big stage doing well as, as well. So a lot of friends mm-hmm. looked like a really cool show. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say. Any other takeaways from Clash? No, I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Any other, any major things in Strongman right now? Europe's strongest man's going on right now. 
Yeah, I haven't been following along really, to be yeah, honest. Neither have I. I just saw Siberian that, uh, Powerhouse or something. Yeah, Siberian oh, yeah. Powerhouse is the day. I saw West yeah. Claiborne pull 920. That show looks so cool. It does. I don't like, know why people don't. It looks so cool. It's kind of confusing to me that people don't talk about it. I didn't even know it was today. So, like, yeah, I, I just knew because following Wes, yeah, he was posing about it a little bit, but uh, I it just looks like one of those promotions, like those wild overseas promotions, yeah, like, yeah, that are just nuts. Yeah, so, it looks freaking cool. I like I don't it. know a lot of the names competing, no. it's crazy, but there's some strong, strong, crazy dudes. It is wild to think, like, you see these shows, like. Siberian Power Show, for example, they just like pop up. They don't get talked about much. Mm-hmm. They have an awesome presentation, but you see the numbers that these guys are putting up from different countries that aren't maybe big on Instagram or, um, you know, have never made it to World Strongest Man. You're like, how many guys realistically are there in this world that compete in strongman right now that could go to World Strongest Man and do well? Right. I think over a hundred for sure. There's a lot. I There's think a over, lot. Like, yeah. That's one thing about World Strongest Man that is, in my opinion, um, their kind of Achilles heel is the TV aspect. And I right. get it a hundred percent. I get it. I really do. But it's like they invite sometimes historically, I know it's been one of their big things that they take gripe over is inviting people that you know, may not deserve it or grandfathered in. And I, I do agree with that. I think there's people that don't deserve to be there and there's people that do, but I just wish that there was a defined route to world's strongest man. You could, I've heard Colin Bryce say there is a defined route. I wish there was a defined route. I've never seen it in writing. There are defined routes. There are ways to get there for certain, but there is no minimum criteria for people to hit to be able to be invited like yeah there's no definitive sh- there's 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 shows that i think should have an invite sure look at, look at 105s mm-hmm. uh, there are a handful of 105s that i think have a better chance to make the finals at world's strongest man than uh, than some super heavyweights that get invited sure mm-hmm. i really do so and, and the problem the problem is the title the world's strongest man. When you have the title of the world's strongest man, you want the best people there, right? Not the most representation. You want the people who ha- who legitimately could have a chance. That's what that's what everybody's gripe is, right? Yeah. The people who legitimately have a chance to be the strongest person in the world, you want to see them there. And when they're not there, it makes you go, "What the hell's going on?" Right. Right. And it's. Okay, it's the same thing as like the college football playoff, like for right. people to watch sports. It's like you're always gonna have someone that's left out, right? But it's like expanding the field doesn't always help because it's like no matter what, like what is it? Twenty five go to world strongest man, right? Twenty five yep. to thirty, thirty mm-hmm. maybe. But it's you have thirty guys, right? There's always gonna be that thirty first, that thirty mm-hmm. second. They're like, well, so and so should have went. So I do get it. Like you're not always going to get it perfect but right now it just seems like there's always a gap mm-hmm. it's like you know so mm-hmm. i don't know that's that's kind of where they lose it sometimes and it obviously where they lose it the biggest is the tv but what i hear they make from the tv contract i get it i mm-hmm. do like i mm-hmm. really do i yeah. just wish there was a way for 
But you know what? Now, with that being said, there is a way to go watch it. You can go watch it right in Myrtle Beach, and you can right. go for the week and you know make a vacation of it if you're that diehard of a fan. So, it, you know, it's just uh, we we talk about on this pod. It's like if you couldn't watch the Super Bowl for six months, but you obviously know who won the Super Bowl. Would you watch it? Yeah. Nope. So that's my great world's longest man catching random ricochet shots in here, but again. Uh, Again, <laughs> we took a shot out of was it last week or two weeks but, ago? Yeah, but yeah. like with that being said, I'm super excited to see World's Strongest Man this year and who wins. Yeah, I mean we're gonna watch. Like we're gonna we're gonna follow. We're not gonna watch because we already know who won. But we we know like we know we're gonna be following the spreadsheet. We're gonna be seeing who won this event. Hopefully, I'm gonna come in the gym again this year and be yelling out Hooper because Hooper freaking killed it last year. Sure. So I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a big Hooper guy now after the 500k thing. I think he's, I, I, I'm out on Hooper. Can who do uh? Come on. Who do you guys got winning World Strongest Man? You got Hooper. Yeah. I think I think Tom Stoltman since he gets the events. We'll yeah, I mean he knew him. the events six months ago. <laughs> so Hooper's dude. Hooper, I could definitely see on the podium, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know who I think. I don't. I don't know. I want to see the heats and everything and break it sure. down. I don't, I don't Is it really next weekend that. or no? It's not oh, for three weeks. Three weeks. Three, three weeks. weeks. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll do a full World Strongest Man breakdown show. Historically, in our two years of this podcast, it's crazy. This is going to be our third year, third World Strongest Man as a podcast. That's crazy and, to uh, think about. Historically, the last two years we are horrific. They, they release the events. Yeah. Horrific, dude. I picked Hooper, baby. Let's go. Hooper. I I don't think I've ever gotten a podium correct. Like, I don't even think I've been close to a podium being correct. Yeah. It's hard. It's tough. But we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to do a full breakdown. I want to see someone outside of Stoltman win this year. I root for Chaos. Yeah. yeah. So. Bathias. Didn't you get Stoltman right last year for the win? I'm pretty sure you picked Stoltman Maybe to win. Maybe I it. did. Pretty sure you did. Maybe I did. I just know historic. I know the first year I didn't get one person on the podium. <laughs> I was that bad. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. A lot going on in Strongman. A lot of local, a lot of cool local shows coming up. You know, out outside of ours. I know Costin mm-hmm. Sutton at South Carolina's Strongest Man today. It's 143 competitors. And I hope it went freaking awesome because yeah. Austin really cares. So, did uh, was Iron Podium down for you guys today for a while? I didn't check. I it, didn't even look. To be honest with you, it was down for me for a while today, um, but it's back up now. But yep. dude, a hundred and forty something people is a really, really like that's really impressive. It's his third show, second show to run that he's ran. I don't know. Yeah. So looks like Iron I mean, Podium is being updated right now. Yeah, they don't cool. they don't have any of the events in there right now. It's like yeah. slowly going in there. But like super heavyweights, the two sixty fives have have fifteen people. Wow, that's a lot for that class. The two sixty fives have more than the supers. That's a lot, man. That's awesome. Holy shit. Dante should be there. Uh, My God. 
<laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's a good class. In a few years, I think we're really going to see that class fill out. I do too. I yeah. really like the way the five strongman corp classes are now. I've talked yeah. about it before. I really, really am a fan of it. Yep. I think if you go lighter than 175, you're not going to have a, you're not going to have much participation. Like I don't like the subclasses because it muddies the water and it's like, Oh, well I got this in a subclass, but I got this overall. It's, I don't think it's good. Um, if you look at the participation for the lightest class this year, it was pretty heavy at the Arnold, like 20 something people, same with nationals. Uh, 200, I think is a really cool class. I think that's going to, I think 200 and 265s are going to really blow up. Obviously yep. 231s are big and super heavyweight. It's always going to be the biggest class. So I really like where it's at. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, Ohio strongest mm -hmm. later this summer, it's right in our neck of the woods, all yep. the strongman corp regionals, um, waiting to hear what OSG does officially hearing a lot of rumblings and stuff, but yeah. We've got a little bit more time this year, though. So, like, I think, what, it's like two or three weeks later. So, yeah. it makes sense that maybe the regionals haven't been announced and such yet. So, I, I assume that's what they're going to do, but I, I don't know yeah. for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if next, like, the next show we have some song or we have some uh, OSG regional stuff. Sure. I That'd be good. Be surprised. So, yeah, I don't know. Cool. A lot going on in Strongman. I think that was yep. a good episode. Um, oh, we have a huge, biggest guest in show history next week. Right, Dante? Ah, yes. right, I can't like, wait. It's a surprise. It's can't a surprise? Wait. Is there anything we can uh, hint at? Get your fanny packs ready. Get That's your fanny packs say. ready. There we go. Get your fanny packs ready. It's going to be a big week. I'm just, just trigger warning. Next week is a complete fanboy episode. There'll yeah, be no tough wait. questions. We just got to finalize some times and stuff. So. <laughs> there will be no tough questions. It'll be fun. And it's going to be amazing. It's like a, it's like uh, our dream come true next week. Let's, meeting let's a, go. meeting a hero on the podcast. So um, yeah. Get your fanny facts ready. That's Get good, your that, fanny facts ready. Let's go. So uh, we'll see you guys all next week for episode 121. As always, you can go to 580barbell.com, get your horsepower, get your merch. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys at regionals at Battle of the Bridge 2, and we'll see you guys next week for 121. Later. Later.